Hey everyone, it's Rudy, aka Professor Vide Veritas, and holy cow, we have got a thriller of an episode for you today. The party is smack dab in the cemetery, fighting the Vermlex, and things are dire. Thank you so much for listening, and if you love what you're hearing, leave a review. And now, hold on tight, because this time, we might actually hear the heroes die. What's up, everybody? How's everybody hey. doing tonight? Yeah. Oh, that's good. good. That's good. <laughs> um, I got a real hard-hitting question for you this week. Uh-oh. Really trying to switch it up. Airbnb versus hotel. Strong preference or is it just circumstantial? Go. Wow. Um, I, I I used to love Airbnb. I just don't think it's as affordable as it used to be anymore. Yeah, it sucks now. It got Very way more true. expensive. And you have like a lot less freedoms basically with it. Whereas now like hotel prices are so cheap, especially post pandemic that you get so much more bang for your buck and you can ruin a hotel and you don't get paid for it. Yeah. And you you don't have a rating. It's not like Hilton is like, unless you do something really a lifetime ban. Yeah. But you don't like, (laughs) you have a a note section, not a stars bars. That's that's the difference that matters. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I I don't mind every meal. I like having a kitchen, you know what I mean, particularly for breakfast. But going to an understocked Airbnb, like there's no cooking fats, no salt and pepper. It's just like, what am I? What am I even doing here? I think a sick Airbnb beats a hotel any day of the week. Like I, I had just the most lovely time at one for my buddy's wedding back in September, um, and it was like fully stocked. There was like beer and eggs and cereal and like everything you could ever fucking want in this tiny little apartment in like the woods, right? Like mm-hmm. that was amazing. I think that's rare. And otherwise yeah. I agree the price with point then, great. price point, exactly. And that's the thing. It's like, then you get away from, then you get away from like Airbnb's sort of, I think what they brought to renting a private space. And it's just like, yeah, yeah we rented a cabin for the weekend. And it's like, that's existed for a long time. And that's right. definitely still great. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, so yeah, I guess, uh, not a, not a whole lot to say about this. Airbnb <laughs> used to be cool. Now it kind of sucks. Hotels are easy. Uh, I'd say we hit it pretty hard. Mm-hmm. I never stayed in an Airbnb before and they're illegal in New York city. I so just I <laughs> lost, one first time I lost time. the game. Um, <laughs> for everybody at home, uh, Rudy's parole officer does listen to the podcast. <laughs> he is required to say that. <laughs> for those of you that don't live in New York, Rudy's a fucking nerd. <laughs> um, Harold, opinions? Uh, I used to travel for work, so I got um, I got really used to like the um, you know all the the different rewards programs, getting bumped up to a nicer room and all that stuff. So I I, I think I lean closer towards the hotel than most of you, but I agree with Cole that like the nice a nice Airbnb beats a hotel pretty much any day of the week. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm very I like hotel stays too. Yeah, I will say the only time I'm really looking for Airbnbs now is when I'm looking to go somewhere where it's tough to find a hotel room. So when I'm trying yeah. to go down to yep. like, I'm going yeah, to right. 29, 29 Palms, right? Outside Joshua Tree. And like, there might be one hotel that's in a really ugly fucking strip mall or something like that. I'm like, I don't want to do that because an Airbnb is going to be like sitting at the foothills of the mountains or on the desert and I'm isolated, right? And so the thing I'm paying for is location. Exactly. Like the actual room to stay. If I'm going to a major city at this point. I'm like, 
no no fucking way am I looking for center and, yeah, yeah. access mm-hmm. to everything. I don't give a fuck about staying in an Airbnb. They're certainly more harmful in major cities too than they are in areas that like mm-hmm. actually have housing stock. Yeah. Right. yeah. Very when, I, when I was working for the census in 2020 um, in LA and I was getting sent to other parts of the state, I was going to like uh, Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. Marietta. Marietta. <laughs> but Palm Springs and Tahoe were two regions where my job stopped being counting people and it just became find a neighbor who will say, no one lives there. It's an Airbnb. Because yeah. so many properties were were in the system as uncounted because nobody actually lived there. So did that does that fuck their representation come election time? Or when they, they like decide how many delegates their district gets or something? Not if people don't live there. Well, but I think to Rudy's point, right, it, it takes up housing stock they could otherwise use for residents who then would be like legitimate voters. But I think the the, ch- the difference, Rudy, is probably pretty negligible on okay. the like, grand scheme of things. Okay. I mean, kind of, but if it's every other house in several neighborhoods and you know in a I mean? smaller I mean, community, yeah, no, that's that. that's what I was asking. For sure. Like, like the like, I feel like that would kind of fuck the the people that actually live there potentially out of you know whatever if they were entitled to another delegate or I, something. I, I mean, mean, so so population. I I would I would jump in and say say yeah. this: you get an honest count in Palm Springs about how many people actually live there. And for people who do make up the fabric of the neighborhood, the actual residents, reporting the fact that four of the houses surrounding me no longer have people living in them would be like quantifiable data that could come to the attention of people making legislation about short-term rentals uh, in residential yeah. neighborhoods. Right? How so, can we make our town better for Airbnb renters, you mean? Yes, exactly. Yes. How can we make data. this place better? Yeah. <laughs> One particular experience <laughs> in Airbnb that I think is part of what sets them apart from hotels is like Sam and Ben, when us and our, our other uh, D&D group went up to Wisconsin, right? Like yes. doing that at a hotel, not fun, but having the brokerage that makes it easy, that is a benefit. I mean, yeah, to, to, to flush out what Cole is talking about, we went, we picked a price point and a radius around Chicago that we were willing to, 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 to pay and drive. And then wound up in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> a, a town it's, so it's small. It's not far out of Chicago. No. <laughs> no, it's not. But, but here's the thing. We were, we were at the edge of our three-hour radius or so, right? I mean, yeah, like two and a yeah. half hours. It's and not. so we went to a bar one afternoon, and they were just like, who are you? And yeah. why are you here? <laughs> and our explanation made no sense to them. Yeah. You know, we might as well have just like robbed a bank and stuff. And made <laughs> the worst cover story ever. Do you remember what town it was? No. But I was I wearing know. a t-shirt that said Dungeon Master on it. And that wasn't oh, wow. exactly what everybody was looking for. <laughs> so it was hot. in Wisconsin, if I'm not wrong. It was, it was yeah, definitely yeah. in Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Probably like yeah. Sturdivant or oh. like uh, Kenosha. <laughs> Fucking uh, Sturdivant. No, you've never, you've never heard of it. <laughs> I, th- I think the other thing that's like connected to this that's like still useful for, for Airbnbs is when like you have a, a large group and you want to be together. 
Rent, renting a house is the is the answer there. And that's sure. awesome. But but again, like that's so few and far between when I'm traveling and renting, right? Most of the time I'm like looking for like a room for my girlfriend and I when we're going to uh, a place. Oh yeah, Morgan Morgan's been on vacation before. I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> the, the way he talks about it. I think he might actually have a girlfriend as opposed to making it up like the rest of us do. Guys, can you not blow this for me right now? I'm listening. My pillow and my girlfriend and I are very happy, Will. <laughs> okay. And on that happy note, I'm going to pull us back into the world of Galarian. I'm not happy. Now, before we re-enter the graveyard where y'all are doing battle with a couple of vermlecks, imagine, if you will, a short dock reaching out into the ripples of Tarn Grimyr, nestled amongst the mountains of Kalsgard. Here stand a cluster of boys peering down at a burlap sack. The sack moves and meows. One boy, larger than the others, reaches down to pick up the bag. He extends it out over the edge of the dock. Tears roll down his face. Go on then, prove you're a killer. Yeah, come on, everyone else is gone, even nude. The boy can feel claws pricking through the fabric, clinging to his hands. The smallest of the boys, a scar jutting across his hairline, steps forward behind him. Do it, or we'll push you in with the pussycat. The boy looks over the sack at the water, black as tar. Perhaps it would be better if he did fall in. To drown here in Tarn Grimyr. Three, it's what he deserves. Two, a coward's death. One, he feels a hand on his back. He closes his eyes and hears a splash. The small, scarred boy emerges to the surface of the water, sputtering. Another boy stands next to the first, shorter than him, but with the same sunken blue eyes. You leave my brother the fuck alone, Kuno. Come on, Sven. But Sven can see Kuno is struggling to swim, his mouth spitting back water as the gentle waves roll into his face. Placing the sack on the dock, he stoops down and extends a hand out to Kuno, who takes it. Just as Sven hefts him up onto the dock, Kuno smiles. My hero. He grabs the sack and flings it backward over his shoulder, a pitiful wail ceasing as soon as it hits the water. Later that evening, the brothers walk along the city wall. For the love of Linorm, stop fucking crying. They're never going to leave you alone if you act like this. I could have done something, though. No. Sven, you couldn't. You either kill that cat, or you die swimming out to save it. Wish you hadn't done that. Same here. But we'd both be dead if Mother knew I let you tag along with me and Kuno. Sven stops in his tracks. What now, Sven? You shouldn't hang around Kuno, either. Nude looks to his brother, smiling. I know. And you shouldn't steal... Especially not from the Cooper. His wife is sick. I know. I'll give him his tools back tonight or I'll tell mother. Nude nods. He puts his arm on his brother's shoulder. Okay. Nude drives his knee up into Sven's gut, buckling him. As Sven gasps for air, Nude pushes his face down into the soft dirt of the path. Or maybe tomorrow Kuno and I take you out to the lake. And this time it's you in the sack. How does that sound? Sven struggles in his grip, even though he stands head and shoulders taller than his brother. Our little secret, then? Sven nods. Nude releases him and walks away, laughing to himself. <laughs> My hero. See. Nice. Very nice. Did you forget to hit record? <laughs> uh, I got you really good there. I did. I got you really good. God, well, oh my God. Uh, 
Uh, well uh, done, Ben. Well done. I like that ben. a lot. Really nice, man. Well done. That's great. And perhaps oh, that flits through Sven's mind as he stands toe-to-toe with the creature in front of him. It's the top of round two. It's on Juke's turn. Sorry. No, it's not. I was hoping it was. It is one of the Vermlex turns, the one standing in front of Sven. It is going to lash out with its bite attack. Ooh, that's not looking so good. That's going to be a 16 to hit. That'll miss. Oh, and that'll miss. And then coming in with a claw. Okay, all right. That's going to be above 20 to hit. How how much above 20? (laughs) (laughs) Really? Oh, my goodness. Uh, That is going to be uh, 23. Your AC is 24? Yeah, with that scale mail that I... It's like a scale mail? I can't remember the name of it. No, no, make it up, make it up. He doesn't know, make it up. <laughs> no, your your AC went yeah, up by scale one. Mail. one Plus eight, that. scale mail. Yeah, that's the It's only one? In that case, fuck it, I don't want that shit. I, I must mess that up then. Ben's unhittable because of the scale mail. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be a 23 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. Alrighty, rolling damage. Ooh, all right. Exactly average on the dice here. So that is going to be nine points of damage. Nine points of damage as this fist comes swinging around, cracks you across the jaw. He's going to come back around, coming back to the well here. Natural 19 is also going to hit. Damn it. Same damage. Nine points of damage as boom, boom, cracking across your face. Now, the second Vermlek is up. It sees its partner in trouble. It is not entangled. It's looking over at Eugene Andruk, but it sees the chance to put a creature down. It moves 10 feet back to the west towards Svend. I'm fucked. He's a sandwich. This is something. I've like already been flirting with death too. Like, wasn't I death yeah. two? Just this fight already. Well, the last one. So you're wounded. The last one. one, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. That'll hit. That's a twenty-seven to hit. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, twenty-seven though, not a crit, which is important. Is it? It is. Yeah, because it's not going to double the dying condition. Um, That is going to be uh, 15 points of damage there, Ben, as its jaws come and clamp around your throat and rip, and you fall to the ground. Yeah. (laughs) From one hit point? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah. wasn't, yeah, just wanted to, you know, for the people at home. Um, Get on with it! (laughs) (laughs) You say fuck, you relish it. Oh no, Ben! Do you have a hero point? No, I used it already. Don't you get one per episode? No, no, no! I I healed you last time. Don't you get one per episode? No, that's been a topic of much debate. Yeah, do you want to bring this up again, Morgan? I absolutely (laughs) do. It seems pretty relevant to our current circumstance. You you don't get one per episode. They do carry over from episode to episode. And Ben, you do have one because I don't believe you spent it to. Uh, remove your dying condition last time. Somebody else healed you. I thought I used it for a roll, maybe, but 
that may be. Can we toss other people our hero points? Yes. Oh. Well, I hope one of you does that. <laughs> <laughs> um, spend is down. This creature has moved and taken one attack. What's it going to do next? It is going to Kudagra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the the Vermlek has done what it came over here to do. It is going to move back into the fray with everybody, darts over, and comes back to start messing up Eugene and Andruk on the next turn. It is Andruk's turn. What you got for me, bud? Yeah, I think Druk's upset by Sven going down. I think he'll say something like... Stop hurting my friend! And uh, take... Actually, we'll get into his point-blank shot stance and then start taking shots at the Vermlek closest to him. All right, point-blank shot stance, one action, and then engaging with the Vermlek. Um, that's a six on the die, plus 10 is 16. 16 outside of the body. That hits, really? 16, yes. Nice, nice, Well, Sweet. Um, all right. Um, it's going to be five points of damage. Five points of damage. Excellent. Um, and taking another shot here. Um, that's going to be 12 plus five is 17. 17 is going to do it. Sweet. Uh, four plus two is six points of damage. Six points of damage. Boom. Boom. Doing some damage still looks relatively healthy, but you know it's easier to hit when it's not in a body. That is on Druk's turn. Well done, Svend. Give me a saving throw. Yeah. Or not a saving throw, sorry, a flat check. Uh, six. Six. Sam, are we allowed to give hero points off of our turn? Can I give one now? Yes, you can. He is not about to die. He has gone from dying two to dying three. Right, I- I'd like to anyways, because it resets it all, right? He just stabilizes. Uh, he yeah, he would stabilize. Yeah, okay. So I think Leighton... Um, We've talked a little bit about how Sven and Leighton were like the, the head of the circus. We would always show up to a town first. And the two of us have sort of spent some time together. You know, maybe in a hotel room, maybe in more of an Airbnb situation. It sort of depends on <laughs> how urban the space that we're going to is. But anyways, imagine it's more like a hotel room. That's what I guess. And I think Leighton just draws on this memory of them showing up to a town. And he goes into a bar in this town and he's like, Everyone, hearken! The most marvelous circus you have ever! And immediately a bottle comes whipping towards his head, and Sven just boom slaps it out of the air. And Leighton like flashes onto this and then just goes, Sven! Get up! I need your help! Yeah, um, I love that. So, yes, you can pass off hero points. And I want to say that in order to do that, I want to hear what's going on, right? So, this isn't just a player to player transfer, something is happening in world. And right now, I see Leighton calling upon his sort of personal connection with Sven and pulling him back from the brink. So you hear those words as you're bleeding out, as that blood is pumping from the wound in your neck that this Vermlek just created. And something happens deep within inside, and you are pulled out of it by your heroic friend, Leighton. Eee. Love that, Leighton. Sven, you are stable. Leighton, it is your turn. You've already done a lot. You want to call it? Ah, no, I don't think so. Probably not. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Leighton is going to do something a little wild. He's going to shout 
down to Claude. Claude! Center us! Sam, can I take an athletics check to try and vault the grave and get to here with two of Claude's move actions? So what do you what is the path that you want to take from where you are? You are moving, you're trying to get about 20 feet to the west. You're trying to run in, launch over that grave, and then land okay. in the pathway in between. And the economy that you want to use for this is Claude has two actions. I'd like to use both of them on moves. He has 40 feet of movement per action. And then I'm, I'm probably going to have him keep going and getting me out of the center. But Leighton's going to do something here if I'm allowed. So I'm just going to say yes. And it is uh, DC 15 acrobatics. Yep. The athletics? I'm, I'm doing Sorry, like athletics. Athletics. Yeah, okay. Cool, cool, cool. So we rear back. We go leaping forward. We dodge around the giant worm. We get a 17, 18 total on the athletics nice. check. Excellent. Excellent. The the prancing Clydesdale pony leaps into the center of the path. Leighton is going to use a two-action heal uh, on Sven. Oh, 15 points of healing, Ben. Nice. And then is going to canter off into this area to the north with Claude. Eugene, it is your turn. Eugene's going to cast Wild Morph. Oh, excuse me, Wild Morph. And turn his hands into claws. How many actions is that? I should know this by now. It's two. It's two actions to do that. What's up next? That's his turn. That's his turn? All right. Saving the action. Don't want to close with it just yet. Understood. Professor, it is your turn. What are you going to do? Things are looking dire. Yes, they are, aren't they? (laughs) The professor is uh, going to um, attack uh, the uh, worm, harassing Sven with a... A produce flame. A produce flame? All right. A produce flame. (laughs) I bought it at my local fire supermarket. (laughs) Um, All right, that dies out. Yep, see you later. Nice. That's a 24. 24, that's a hit. Excellent. Ah, five points of damage. Five points of damage. Nicely done. This one looking more ragged than its compatriot. Now, 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 these uh, worms did speak to us in uh, common when we first arrived here, so do they understand common? They do understand common, yes. Ah, they do understand common. Then I will use one action (laughs) to try and intimidate them. Okay, let's do it. I'm going to um, attempt to intimidate the uh, one attacking Sven and shout at them. Now, see here. Why don't you pick on someone smaller than your size? You'll get more of the same, you wormy brute. Truth's all about it. He's like, tell him! (laughs) (laughs) Great. Let him know. Ah, that's an 11. 11 is is not going to overcome their will, DC. But a solid attempt. That is the end of round two, the top of round three. I will say this. Yeah? I'm going to roll a perception check to see whether or not this creature standing over Sven has recognized the healing that he's undergone. If he has, it seems likely that I'll attack him. Thought he would anyways, right? Yeah. Like right fucking there. Dig into his chest. Maybe more of the face? Yeah. (laughs) There's lots of soft areas around the neck, actually. Yeah. Lay its eggs in his uh, neck. Yeah. It's nice. There's warm airflow there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Excellent. Both of the Vermleks recognize that Svend has been healed. Oh. I will remind you that worm demons can't stand the sight of a good meal presented and then swiftly taken away. Mm. Whenever a dying creature within sight of the worm demon has its dying condition removed, the worm demon takes 1d6 mental damage. Yeah, that's what's up. Get rocked. <laughs> Both of these creatures. You're that petty? <laughs> oh, oh, that's it looks so good. <laughs> oh, I the thought we killed you. I thought we killed you. Oh, no fair, no fair. We hate Jesus. Creature. <laughs> Next is Fen takes four points of damage. It is looking ragged as its ears start bleeding. Its eyes pop out of its head in anger as it sees Leighton heal it. The other Vermlech takes two points of damage. Perhaps proximity has something to do with it. It doesn't mechanically. We're just storytelling with the dice. Now. Did that uh, happen last time I got healed too? This is I don't think you've time. been healed. I don't think this is, this is the first time you've been dying in this fight. And these are the only creatures for whom that is in, uh, uh, a feature. Yeah, oh. you were dying in the church inside against the big demon. And the oh, guy. Right, right, right. These are different. These are different guys. Before that, you were probably dying in the fight with the target. I don't. Just know. a little. Just a little bit of GM whack a mole with Sven. Um, but you know what? I'm really fighter. I'm, I'm really glad that we got that story out. Did see it. Hates the fact that he's come back up. That is only a 15 to hit. Yes. Not hit. Doesn't hit. Misses on the bite, that's the big one. Is gonna swing down with a fist. That is going to be decent on the die. Gonna connect at 21. Mm -hmm. That's gonna be 12 points of damage. Oh, <laughs> man. Jeez Louise. One more swing. Natural nine. Yes. You're okay. All right. This is on the second. What does, that, uh, what does that put him at with a natural nine? That's a really good question. <laughs> Do you have an answer? No, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to tell you it's a miss. I'm going to tell you it's a miss, but I'm not going to tell you what his final bonus to hit is. Why? Do you think it hits? He's prone <laughs> still. Yeah, I'm he prone. Is prone. Yeah, yeah, and I know... Minus ten on that attack. Or minus eight, maybe. Yeah, it, yeah. it misses. It misses. It doesn't... It Prone does not do a, a minus significant enough. Uh, for that uh, natural nine to hit. You know what? You know, what? what, what why, why am I being so tight with this? Why am I being so tight-fisted? You know what? It was a yeah. 13 to hit. It was a 13 to hit. I'll let you know. Yeah, okay. It's a miss. It sounds like a miss, right? It sounds like yeah. a miss. The next Gravedigger is up. It saw Eugene cast a spell, and now Eugene has claws. But Eugene hasn't heard it yet. So it's going to move 10 feet to the south, closing with Andruk. Those jaws are coming for you, buddy. Fudge knuckles. Uh, that's going to be a 17 to hit. It's a miss. Gosh, golly, OG, that's frustrating. Is this dice going to ice up on me right now? <laughs> yes, it is. It's a natural three. Also a GD miss. All right. The Vermlex not looking so scary now. Andruk, it is your turn. What are you going to do? Yeah, um, Druk is going to get away from this um, monster. He's going to gamble they don't have an uh, attack of opportunity. So he's going to move 5, 10, 20 feet away to the west. And then he's going to continue taking shots at the um, easy-to-hit Vermlek. 
Yeah, Andruk takes uh, about 20 feet away along the wall, standing next to an open grave now. He's going to take a shot at the creature. Uh, it's a natural 20. Yes. Dude. <laughs> ah. Dude, that's uh, a nice so die. A, a yeah, it is. It's my metal. And, hey, um, what is it? Dwarven Forge. Shout out for this nice uh, all-metal die that rolls some crits. Um, so that's going to be 2d6. Um, so it's going to be uh, 13 points of damage. 13 nice. points of damage. That is huge. Seven. So just... Sink. Yeah, you catch it right in the chest. Nicely done. Minus 13. All right. You have one more shot? I do. That's a, it looks like it's a 12 plus five is 17. 17. You're attacking the one outside of a body. 17 is a hit. Sweet. All right. Um, that's just two plus two is four points of damage. Two plus two, four points of damage. Well done, Andruk. Sven. I can see you there, buddy. You don't have a lot of hit points left. You keep getting fucked up by this thing. Yeah. What's going on? What's you know? What's going on with Sven right now? Uh, severe amount of blood loss, and he's <laughs> lying on the ground. Um, mm -hmm. so he thinks he's gonna stand up, so stand up. One action. Yup, and then he's gonna gonna swing at, at this thing. All right. Swing, Sven. Swing. Uh, that's a natural one. No. Okay. Ooh, no. Yep. Hold on, ordering you some dice from Dwarven Forge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really laying and, it on uh, thick there, Will. <laughs> that's, a, that's a five on the die. Five on the die for what all day? Uh, for You don't have to tell him. He doesn't tell us. Very I, true. Very you do true. have to tell me. <laughs> tell him it misses. Obfuscate. Tell it slower. Obfuscation. Purview of the GM. Uh, it would be like an 11. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not 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 gonna hit. But that makes sense, man. Staggers to his feet. Shoom, shoom. Not able to connect. Layton, it is your turn. Okay. Um, Layton is going to tap Claude on the side and say, "Hopefully, just once more, Claude. Just once more." And Claude is going to. Take one move action into here, where Leighton is then going to cast Lightning Arc, hitting the two of them on either side of him. He's like raising his fist into the air, and it lances out uh, both east and west. Can I get reflex saves, please? Oh my god. From So from the Vermlek to the east of you, the Vermlek to the west of you, and Sven? That's not what happens, actually. Okay, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> How does it avoid? <laughs> what are the, what is the ruling on it? Two uh, creatures of my choice. Two creatures of his choice. Yeah, yeah, just, just the rules. We'll just play Physics the rules. Be damned. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know saves. enough about physics, but yeah, ben, ben doesn't attract electricity. He's too fucked up. <laughs> yeah, he had too many holes in him. <laughs> Can't complete the circuit. All right, that's a natural one to the one in front of Svend. Fight me. <laughs> and that's going to do it for the other one. It's a natural 17. Fuck off. Ah, oh, that's max damage, though. So four to the one in front of Sven and two to the other. You're doing good work here. You're doing good work on him. Still up. Still fucking up. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I only have the one action left on Claude, and we are too vulnerable. So we're, we're going to retreat back uh, among the, the corridors of graves. 
Yeah, no, it's something we're used to seeing right now. I think it's cool. I think consistency. Oh, again, here we go. <laughs> it's nice. Fucking spent an hour editing Sam doing the same goddamn joke over <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Eugene, you're up. Tight. Eugene's going to go 5, 10, 15 feet south. Take a fat swipe at this vermlect. Mm-hmm. Cowabunga! Oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, That's going to be a 19 to hit. 19 to hit is a hit. Tight. We're going to roll some damage. Right. It's less than ideal damage. It's going to be four points of damage. Four points of damage. Still up. Oh, just because I'm feeling frisky, I'm going to do a second attack with the iterative attack penalty in play. Mm-hmm. Come on, Eugene. That's a natural 20. Big moves. Big Get moves. It. And then, so I roll, and then I roll, I double my die and double my damage bonus. Is that right? Yeah, you roll double the number of die. And you double your damage bonus. Damage that's, bonus. That's so good for me. So that's going to be six plus three is nine plus four, 13 points of damage. Nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, Eugene hates the firm lact. <laughs> the only podcast sponsored by the NRA. <laughs> oh, and that firm is off the map. <laughs> Eugene, guns of justice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Nick's uh, opening his shirt, and it's a Blue Lives Matter Punisher. Man. Yeah, I mean, his right hand is twitching, and he looks like his brain's on fire. Father's <laughs> right. Father's <laughs> right. Um, wow! Wow! All right. Uh, that is Eugene's turn. He smokes the vermin. Combat changed, Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that is the professor at the bottom of round three. We know what happens at the top of the round. The Vermlek gets to act. The professor, can you drop it? I'll certainly try my best, and I'll uh, produce flame at it. That's a crit. Yes! That's what I would be saying if I had rolled a 20, but instead I rolled a 5. You son of a bitch. uh, That's a 13. 13 is a miss. Oh, Rudy's oh you stinker. You dirty uh, fucking. But I will try and intimidate again. <laughs> Did you want to borrow Eugene's gun? <laughs> yes, please. All right, yeah, uh, roll that intimidate check. Rudy, what do you say? What do you say, Rudy? Actually, you know uh, what? Roll the dice and play the, play the dice. So it's 19. Okay. That is a All success. Right. Okay, so the the flame, uh, the flame uh, uh, flies out from the professor's hands and bursts about like ten feet away from from the uh, from the uh, uh, vermec. What they're called? Vermlek. Vermlek. Oh yeah. Sorry. Jesus, Rudy. 
my dialect. Uh, and it, it bursts about ten feet away from the Vermlech, and uh, the professor says, That could have been you! <laughs> and that... And that really, that really <laughs> works. It. Yeah, uh, really yeah. work their way yeah. through. Yeah. Don't okay, worry, Sven, you're in good hands. <laughs> remembers what happened last just time. Just rolls himself a grave. <laughs> <laughs> With his one good arm shoveling dirt down on himself. Rolling into the hole through his face. <laughs> uh, that is the end of round three, the top of So round it's intimidated? Four. Yeah, the professor. Or, or has, I should say it's demoralized. Yeah, you you have given it a spicy negative one to the things I'm about to roll. Hooray! <laughs> no one ever thanks me. Um. So, in terms of the dying condition being removed with hero points, uh, Morgan, you had some info on that. It said you. Yeah, I mean, well, here's what the rule book for two E says. Uh, I mean, basically, there's two ways to spend hero points. Um, the, I'm gonna read it read it here one, um, one is the re-roll skip that one right 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 and then right for um avoiding death right so you have to spend all your hero points with a minimum of one obviously it says you can do this when your dying condition would increase you lose the dying condition entirely and stabilize with zero hit points you don't gain the wounded condition or increase its value from losing the dying condition in this way but if you already had that condition you don't lose it or decrease its value Okay, so Ben is currently... I just wanted to figure out exactly what Ben's dying condition might be, uh, should he go back down. Uh, It is... you are still at... you are wounded one right now. Now, uh, Cole, uh, we didn't talk about you spending all of your hero points when you use them for another person, which, as has been talked about off-air, is not how the rules are written, but I kind of like it in a teamwork sense. If it feels overpowered eventually, we'll figure it out. But for, in right for now, a penny and for a pound, says Leighton. Yeah. The so NRA podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Leighton, you spent all of your hero points in order to pull Sven back from his dying condition and stabilize him. However, your next action was to gallop in, jump over a headstone, Heal him en route, and I'm gonna say that got you another hero point. You're sitting on one there. Hey, I'll take it. Yeah, no, I I, I really liked that move. I, I really did. Um, Sven, you are at wounded one. If you go back down, you'll be back to uh, dying two. Okay. And now we'll see. The vermlet is gonna chomp out at you. <laughs> gonna hit. That's a twenty-seven. God damn it. <laughs> Don't worry, Sven. It's frightened. <laughs> You're right. You're right. That's a 26. That's a 26. Thank you, Rudy. Um, that's going to be 15 points of damage. Yep. Uh, and Sven is back down. Yep. Alrighty. Dying two. The Vermlech is going to dash over to the professor as it is the closest creature. Now see here, no need to take my words personally. I'm sure we can talk this out. <laughs> Swing out with a fist, still frightened. That's a natural 20. Oh dear. So is Jesus. That good? Well, <laughs> as in all things, my friend, this is a matter of perspective. Go <laughs> ahead, tell me. Ooh. 
Uh, so that is going to be... Yeah. 20 points of damage. <gasps> oh my god. He's down, and I think he's wounded too now. Uh, dying too, I think, is... Oh, okay, because I, I, I had a wounded one condition, I think, from the last oh. thing. That so was my down permit, right? crit. On my uh, permit, then? You're dying no. three. You're at dying three. Rudy, how many hero points do you have? <laughs> I can't spare those. <laughs> My next they, character might need them. I will say, <laughs> they do roll over character to character, just in case that's something you want to factor in. I'm I kidding. Could, no, I, I no they don't. to use one of those. <laughs> He's got to send right. for the final boss. <laughs> That is the Vermlex turn. Andruk, it is your turn. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, Druk's going to, to rush right in. Diplomacy? Yep. Um, <laughs> friends. Uh, Druk's going to run in, uh, double move action, um, and try to get the, the worm's attention. Get away from him! You dirty, slimy, wormy bastard. And we'll take a shot with its remain with his remaining action. Um it's just an eight plus ten is eighteen. Eighteen is not gonna do it. Oh ah, dingy. Oh damn sharks. Andruk, that's two moves in an attack action going on to Sven's turn. Sven you're pretty banged up, bud, but you're back on your feet. What are you going to do? Oh, I'm back down. No, he's back. He down. Run away. My bad. That was not on purpose. That was not on purpose. Can I get a flat check, please? Doesn't even care if you're alive or not, Ben. <laughs> flat on your back. Or. Oh, my God. Jesus, uh, Ben. So you move to dying three. Yep. Uh, I, I will, can I use our hero point now to no, bring no, Sven no, back? No, no. Ben, ben has one. I do have one. I can re-roll, I guess. I got this. No, 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 Ben, you can just use it. We you don't... can spend it. Okay. Fine. I think I think we're okay. Eugene says, Sven, don't try too hard to come back. I mean, if you want to, go ahead, but I got you. I'll trust that because it's going to be so funny if it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have another uh, chance. The next time you miss the roll, you can spend it then. <laughs> Yeah. Sven is at dying three. Yeah, yeah. we're all fine. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but if I bring you back, it hurts the but worm, man. Once he gets to dying four, he's done, right? Like, it's instantaneous. He's, he's you hit dying four, you're dead. But but he can still spend the hero point prior to advance before because the trigger okay. is before advancing on the dying okay. track. Okay, yeah. okay, fair, okay. All right, cool. So that was Sven's turn. Uh, next up, we have Leighton. Leighton, it appears that you've been drawing a route that you want to take on the map for a little while. <laughs> yep, just trying to get that to stick with the old shift key. Um, okay, Leighton is going to use an ability he's never used before and lean down close to Claude, ruffle his mane, big Clydesdale mane, a little bit, uh, sort of like a labradoodle, and say, all right, buddy, full speed. And I'm going to use an action to command, and then he's going to use a move action and his support benefit, Momentous Charge, which I come wheeling around, Tempest Touch comes up onto the hand, um, and I am going to hit you, and you are going to take a fortitude save. Punch you right in the worm dick. That'd be weird. 
like anatomy of work, like evolution it worked out that way that worms had a had a second one yeah natty one that is a, a critical failure in fact oh that's really exciting so you are going to take 13 points of bludgeoning and cold damage as Leighton and Claude come around and just uppercut right in the back of the head with an icy sleety fist bah and that is the end of the second firm luck. Hey. All right. Well done. Holy cow. Alrighty. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I hope we fight a boss anytime soon. <laughs> We're still in turn order. That was oh, Leighton's turn. Eugene. Cool. So Eugene uh, will cast Stabilize on Sven. Okay. It's got a 30-foot radius, so he can hit him from where he stands. Excellent. Do you also want to move? Yeah, who else is down? The professor. The professor. So cast Stabilize on Sven there, and then he'll move to here and cast Stabilize on the professor. I believe that Stabilize is a two-action spell. Okay. <clears throat> well, you can do it next time. Um, and uh, the professor, it's your turn to flat check. I can use you're, the hero points now, or do I? Is that something I don't want to use in this situation? You, you're at dying three. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'll, I'll use. Yeah, after you, no, can no, 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 after no. you roll, you can use them after you roll, Rudy. Okay, I can. Okay. Yes, Rudy. Let, let me let me use mine for you. No, no, no. Sorry, no. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no to that. You, you can't. It it doesn't work. Like I only have one left, so I can spend my one instead of you using your two. You can use your hero points to save someone. Uh, in the future, who doesn't have hero points? Ben, there was a little bit of confusion about whether or not you had one or not. Uh, so Leighton was able to do that. But in general, you can save a dying friend, but we, we're not going to get into the economy of, of, of who has more and who has fewer. So I have more. <laughs> you I do. have fewer. All right, here we go. Here's the flat check. Did he do it? Who knows? It's an eight. All right. So you would move to dying four right now, but you have hero points. Do you choose to use them or is this the last we see of the professor? Oh boy. He's got that cool backup character. I do have that hobgoblin warrior bard, but no, we'll keep, we'll keep the professor around for a little bit longer and um, and he'll use his hero points. I'm glad to hear. So the professor and has stabilized. That means that we are all stable. Some people do need to be healed. I'm going to take us out of initiative order. Should something have happened heroically there, Sam, or no? What does it look like? Um, the professor's, uh, uh, you know, kind of whiting out a little bit, and um, he hears a voice from the past that says, Not yet, you fool. Not yet. And uh, the professor says, his eyes open, and he goes, Renfeld? I love that. I love that, Rudy. I love that so much. Yeah, so the healing that you all need to do is going to take some time. I imagine that you wouldn't just lie in the graveyard when you could be back in the church 30 feet away. So we'll say that the bulk of that healing is going to take place inside. Uh, But before you go in helping a very wounded Sven and unconscious professor, give me some perception checks. Eugene, Leighton, Andruk. Eugene's going to shoot a 10 on the perception. A 10. Niner, uh, niner. Five on the die, so 15. <laughs> All right. So with a 15, you're sort of, and the other two, it makes sense, right? Like these things are gross. When they die, 
it's just like bags of flesh in a robe that collapses, right? There's no more internal structure. Andruk, when you go through the robes of one of the Vermlex, gray robe, you've identified it as being from the hermitage of the blessed lightning. You also feel an object in one of the pockets and you reach in and you pull out a flask. Now it's silver and has a beer stein etched on one side. But for any more specific identifying details, I want to ask you, Harold, what it looks like, because it is identical to the one in your pocket from which you drink Kylort. Wow. Um, you know, the, the whole idea behind Turk was that he was like a, a, a frat brother with a heart. So I think we might, like, I think I, I might go for some sort of like, obviously not Greek, but Greek type of letters. Um, you know, uh, let's say ancient Galarian kind of script that. Thessalonian uh, runes. Thessalonian runes. Thank you very much, Cole. Uh, that indicate that like suggest the specific like the order uh, of the uh, of the Holy Spirit, the Brotherhood of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, this this flask is given to everyone in your order, and that's what it looks like. And you know, there's only one place that they make this, and you just found one in the robe of a Vermlek. And I think Druk's gonna like take a knee, and he's gonna get very quiet. But he's he's this is typically the posture that that he uses when being iced which is like a, a you know an ancient galarian um tradition <laughs> they, they drink yeah <laughs> but he's in that he's in that stance um and uh and and deep in thought right on right on beyond that not much to uncover these creatures don't have weapons they don't really have a ton of magical items you open the flask if you sniff it it's Awful. O-F-F-A-L. I mean, it's just a disgusting sludge. It makes sense, given the little that you know of where these creatures might come from, that this might be some kind of food. But I mean, it is like the stench of rotting dead things that is polluting this somewhat holy artifact for you. That is what you find before you go back into the church. Now, as you make your way in, dragging the professor by his feet, his head bouncing along the cobbles. Supporting <laughs> <laughs> Sven as he staggers once again upright. From off to your west, you do hear some kind of scuffling coming from the doors of the crypt in the southwest corner of the graveyard. Give me perception checks, those of you who can give perception checks right now. Sven, we'll get you involved in this one. The professor, you're on the ground still. Took it from a four to a three there. 16. 24. Yeah, that 24. You see that the door is ajar, hanging loose, maybe broken. You're not sure. And that's the last thing you see as you go into the church. I imagine you're not trying to pick a fight all banged up like you are. Three hours later, you've done the healing that you needed to do. You're in the church. If there's anything that you want to have covered, in that passage of time, feel free to speak up. Do you tell us about that, Druk? Yeah, I think Druk is, is gonna, he, I think he's gonna try to talk his way through the feelings. He's like, yeah, um, I, I found this thing. I don't really know what it means. I don't know what it means for me either as far as my feelings go, but I think that one of my brothers was here, but I don't know 
exactly what that means for the bigger picture. Uh, but I also think that it makes me real sad inside. And he's just gonna he's gonna be rambling like that for for a couple minutes. I think. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, I think Leighton sort of pats him on the back. Like, yeah, no, so, uh, that seems. That is a very complicated experience, friend. No, but he could have dropped it somewhere. I mean, that, that's not unheard of. I drop things all the time. Oh, but what if it's not? You're right. He could have dropped it. I've seen you drop things. You're a world-class dropper. I, I drop arrows all the time. Yeah. The player was asking if you tell us about the thing in the crypt, but I'm really glad you shared this with us. Oh, excuse <laughs> me. Sorry. <laughs> that, was, that, that was where my head was at. Um... <laughs> Also, oh, I like I like I don't think you know. I felt was... bad for cueing you into an emotional speech. Yeah. <laughs> this the crypt is open, but like, there's not that many of us, you know, and we're real close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there was a sound over in the crypt. I don't know what it was, but my gosh, I mean, like, I almost certainly know this person's name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's going on. Druk is absolutely like absorbed by this one thing, which is like not as pressing, but he, but that is absolutely the, the lesser concern at this at this stage. Sven, you're healed up. Yeah, still ugly because his face is all has holes in it. Um, Minus one to charisma checks. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Plus six to intimidate checks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when he sticks his tongue through him. <laughs> I've just like really nearly thought about death, you know? Like what happens after we die? You're a grown man and you've never thought about death? This is the first time he's killed so many people. You've just caught on to mortality. I did that when I was three years old. (laughs) I just thought there was more than my story. I just, I don't know. I, I... Okay, Holden Caulfield, we'll get back to you. Uh, Spends yeah, like just... looking at his cheeks in the side of his axe blade. Like, <laughs> eh. like to see them call me a phony now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say that that kind of takes us to the end of the three hours is a very distraught monk treating wounds and talking to all of you about his feelings as he wraps you up in bandages. What do you do next? Healthy relationship should... balances mm-hmm. services. Sorry, what were you going to say, Rudy? No, I was just asking if I'm still unconscious. No. I think you're back up. You're right. dead. Okay. Right. Dead, dead forever. <laughs> we were looking. Yeah. We, we lost it. in the corner. And... <laughs> no, Rudy, One of those cobblestones was a little higher than the others. The Flanders. Snoring. Yep. Concussion snoring. <laughs> Close you had this soft patch right at the back. Yeah, if you hit that place, you're dead and immediately. Instantly. That's <laughs> yeah, wild. Yeah. That's what my karate teacher said. <laughs> <laughs> I was a yellow belt. <laughs> oh, you made it to yellow? I never made it to yellow. Everybody is healed back up to the level that their bar says. Sven, I think yours is accurate there. 17? Yep. Okay, great. What do y'all do? Do you go investigate? Mug the mayor for putting us up to this. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Mug the mayor, mug the priest. <laughs> mug a couple of people, right? <laughs> it's a joker moment. <laughs> Wait, we haven't found the books yet. Yeah, how have we not found them? I was just thinking the same thing. Maybe they don't exist. Yeah. We've that killed everyone lies. here. This is Jellicoe Bounce Bounce written all over it. <laughs> Let's go see if he's in the crypt. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go find that 
crypt clown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Why haven't we found the books yet? You haven't found the books yet. Well, fuck. Yep. I mean, how, yep. how spellcasters? How are we doing on on resources here? No, Don't have them. No spells. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Merely cantrips, my friend. Merely cantrips. I guess there's this unexplored building to our southwest. Um, surely it would have heard and come attacking uh, if it heard us over this past three hours. So we could probably safely investigate that. That's the yeah, one where no, that could stuff. backfire. Yeah. <laughs> Let's barrel in with only, no spells. You about daggers, right? Wrong. No spells. The audience wants another good weight session. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go in there. Why yeah, not? Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Our players are so attached to their characters yeah. in combat. <laughs> Outside of combat, not so much. I mean, it, yeah, it's like that, or we'd like probably end this session napping, right? Yeah. Or it's a long the mayor. way to tip. Yeah. Or we could go mug the mayor. I kind of like that idea. <laughs> I'm, the fucking I'm, books being, are. I'm being sincere. Why can't we just be like, let's post up in the church? Take a sleep or a nap, and then go wherever the fuck we need to go. Yeah, why can't we? Why can't we just do this with spells? Well, because you're already out at it. I mean, people have moved themselves on the map. Anyone who is not trying to kill our characters care to weigh in? (laughs) I'm down for a nap. Anyone whose job it is to not murder us? Uh, can we set up like a, a, a picket line around the crypt then, like at least to to make sure nothing gets away from us? A picket line? Or you know, are we like striking a, against no, the crypt? Like are we joining? Originally, oh, we the grave diggers. Army set up pickets to to you know guard their flanks or whatever. What are you scab? <laughs> <laughs> Just me. I'm the one. I'm the one suggesting the pickets. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a snooze in the church. Okay, so it's... Uh, we'll negotiate a new contract with the mayor. It's maybe 11.30 a.m. <laughs> Sam is displeased. He does not like this plan. I'm, hey, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you, you got some time to kill. We're you also... It's going to be fucked up. We've also been brutalized. Care. I don't care <laughs> if it's fucking 6 a.m. We're fucked up and out of spells. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll fucking Nellan, twiddle our Nellan thumbs Dren. for six hours, <laughs> then take a nap and go to bed. Oh, do you guys want to hear more about like uh, Andruk's identity crisis that's going on right now? Is that yes, what please? We're yeah. I feel like we heard about a lot of it. <laughs> well, professor's yeah. pushing sixty. Give him a break, dude. <laughs> In real time, so yeah, Nellen Drend comes out and says, oh, "Well, hello, all. Uh, if, if you do intend to uh, sit tight here, I, I will uh, recommend you to our rate schedule." And he points uh, next to the door. Oh, damn it, Sam. Come on. Wow. wow. One gold piece of person for the first hour. <laughs> and it goes up exponentially. Y'all want to just toss him back in the room? Yeah. <laughs> Shut it up with the thought? Yeah. I don't even know why we need this guy. Let's just pretend oh, one of the worms killed him. You know what, Claude Mr. Mayor Bummer? Pile. He died in the fight against the demons. <laughs> The real tragedy. The we tried to save the him. did it. We saw it with our own eyes. <laughs> so, if you mention the fact that you haven't found the books to Nell and Drend, he would likely respond. Um, is that something that you would talk about with him? Tomorrow morning, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Or or this evening, as the case may be, the eight hour. Yeah, yeah we can I, with finding them while we take a nice little sleep. I imagine the group would like push Druk over to Nell and Drend, and Druk and Nell are going to have a conversation for eight hours, um, since Druk's at full health and doesn't need any new spells. Um, and uh, the rest of the group can, can heal while Druk just patters his inanities about uh, life after death. To the okay. Player. Yeah, so y'all go that way. You know, you could bring Nelendrend back to the camp. He could rub some of this very expensive salve on the people who are still, or the person who is still petrified. I mean, there's things to do today, right? Like, uh, other than just sit in the church for the, the rest of the afternoon. I mean, it, it's all very reasonable. I'm, I'm not, obviously, Ooh, I want you to go and fight in the crypt when you are down. There spell. is a fight in the crypt. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Or, or fight each other. What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Leighton is not going to put himself in danger again today, but he would be more than happy to go have a conversation with the mayor or try to get some news around town and return tomorrow morning to deal with deadly stuff. Like, that's totally fine. Yeah. I'm just not walking into that crypt with n- no spells. Leighton would not do that. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's uh, early afternoon... What do y'all go do? Beat up the mayor. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think, it sounds like all of us are interested in having a conversation with the mayor. And I think part of, well, and we'll see what happens, but I feel like everybody has something they want from him right now. All right, so you head to the mayor's house? Hell yeah. Yeah. You head into Aberton. You head to the mayor's house. It's not like the governor's mansion or the White House or anything. It's just where the guy, the mayor, lives. It is a nice house. It's a family home. His family's been here for a long time. It's established. You go up, you knock on the door, and an elderly servant answers. And he goes, uh, hello, uh, how, how can I help you? Uh, good day. Yes. Is Mayor Aber at home? Mayor Aber is is indeed at home. Who should I tell him is calling? The circus folk. The circus folk. Okay, I'll tell, the, I'll tell him the circus folk. A calling now. Now, what what is what are your names? Leighton Quixis Chalmers Esquire, River Kingdoms. Very nice to meet you, Leighton Quixis. Leighton, uh, my name is Atticus. Uh, next one, you there. What's your name? Sven. Sven. Nice to meet you. My name is Atticus, and he continues to introduce himself to you all individually. Um, he shows you to a small sitting room off of the front foyer, and he departs. There is a decanter of water, some cups, and uh, some nice-looking shortbread cookies. Oh, wow. <laughs> they a few minutes later, Atticus returns. in my wet hands. <laughs> <laughs> Professor will uh, make himself a small plate. Atticus returns a few minutes later with the mayor. Uh, who enters, helps himself to a cookie. Uh, How can I help you all? Well, sir, we've had a rather trying morning and, frankly, several days. Uh, I can tell. uh, The one big fella, he looks pretty messed up. Yes, I'm standing in the same room with you, you little imp, so I take the word. No, it is a a horrifying and gruesome injury that you have undergone in the service of this town, and I I just want to say thank you for it. It looks terrible. Yes, I would say you're welcome, but it seems you're putting us up to something that you know we can't handle. You see, that's interesting. So you know how he got the injury already. 
Yes, that's a good point, my friend. I believe we spoke earlier today and you did not have the injury. And then it seemed as though you were... I feel like this is a relatively reasonable path of inductive logic. But did you get that injury not doing what we talked about? Yes, look at how the little rat wriggles out of the question. <laughs> hmm, very interesting. Sometimes I will say it is difficult uh, for the voice behind my mind to remember what exactly it is that he knows and what I know. Uh, and I confess it, it may be an imperfect performance. Wow. Boy, if that doesn't sum up the human situation. <laughs> uh, Rudy, uh, Rudy, that's a hero point. That's a good joke. That's oh, good thank joke. you. Absolutely. We're going to start fucking flowing now. <laughs> we did it. Holy works. Yeah. Mr. Mayor, I am sincerely concerned. You sent us off on what appeared to be a relatively mundane task. We were met with the gravest of danger. And aside oh, from the nasty markings on my good friend's Fen's face and neck, I will also let you know, in case you didn't already, that multiple members of our party were on the brink of death multiple oh, times. Dear, that's awful. You humble circus folk on the brink of death for the sake of Aberton. What, what heroes? The professor stuffs a cookie in his mouth and goes, Yeah, we're terrifying. <laughs> Can Drew do a perception check to see, to check his sincerity? Mm hmm. Maybe some coffee. It's a natural two on the die, or the two on the die. So, <laughs> anyone, else wanna, anyone else wanna try it? Yeah. Sure. Who has dessert without coffee? Oh, Natty 18, 23. 23? You think he's being sincere. The case is, you believe he's being straight up with you. He didn't know that you were going to walk into danger at the church. And I will tell you, he is alarmed by what you... If you tell him about what happened at the church, he finds it alarming. Do you tell him what happened at the church? Yeah, I think so, right? Yeah, why not? Morgan, what are you thinking, dude? Yeah, I'm... I'm on the fence, to be honest. I, I 100% believe and hear what Sam is saying and think that we are intended to believe that he's being honest. I don't know how useful it is to tell him more information. If the things that we've been dealing with have the ability to assume the shapes of various members of the town and like potentially take over their bodies and more, I don't know. That I'm like, I, I think at least before we spill the beans, there's consideration for keeping the information to ourselves. But I don't know. I, that's, I'm just, I don't think that, I don't think the decision is obvious, at least at this do, point. Do we think that, that since we've dealt with these, these things now in person, that there's some sort of, um, the thing test we could do to figure out if the mayor is actually the mayor, if he's a worm? Um, you know what I'm saying though? Like, I will, I will tell I, I, you, given the knowledge yeah. checks that you've rolled, that yes, it is not a pretty sight. The Vermlechs are not careful when they enter okay. a creature's body. I think we were also led to believe that at least there's two that we're aware of. I mean, that doesn't mean there can't be more. Right. And we just keep, you know, turning up demons under stones everywhere we look. So who knows what the next demon is capable of, right? Like, I totally hear that. Um, yeah. 
But like, if, yeah, he, I, if the mayor, I guess I mean to say, if the mayor is as clueless as he's presenting, which is okay, then what do we gain about just telling him everything? <laughs> like, then is it almost better to keep this information private? I don't know. If he doesn't know anything about what any of this could be caused by, why it's here, where they're coming from, what the source of this is, then I'm like, yeah, don't spread this information. Don't let whatever's out there know what we know. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty Good ambivalent point. to whether or not we give him extra information. I, I'm totally cool not giving him more. I, I am, I guess I'm most curious about like, dude, what is your expectation here? Yeah, I guess I so, guess that's where kind of I'm at. Is I'm like I, I think we need to have a pretty like uh, stern conversation with the mayor. That's basically like, yo, dude, you are you have put us in way deeper than I think you intended, and we're down to keep clowning, but like we're not cleaning up churches anymore. <laughs> like it's, it's pretty heavy. And frankly, so, for fuck's sake, we're circus people. What the was, hell? Yeah, man? yeah. Like, you know, law like, enforcement agency. Jesus. Circus people Come on. Like, three of us almost died like five yeah. times in the last two hours. We're just yeah. passing through. Like, <laughs> what the hell, man? Yeah, so I will I will say this in regards to your impression of Mayor Abber. Like, with those perception checks, with the various perception checks you've rolled on insight for him, he is you believe being straight up with you and adding in on that a little bit you also kind of walk away with the impression that like yeah he is so glad that in this time of crisis for the town there are people here who seem to be competent and equipped to deal with the sheriff is gone he does not know where the sheriff is he is a he is not a wartime mayor put it that way He's used to mundane problems and mundane solutions. And yeah, y'all have proven to be more effective at dealing with these issues than anybody else he can think of. And he's asking for help. It's like a Tom Hagen. Tom Hagen? Tom Hagen. He's not a wartime consigliere. Yes. Um, Morgan, that's from the movie Godfather. Jenko, look what I got. (laughs) (laughs) He was just as much a father to me as he was to you, Sonny. So I'm going to I'm giving you that sort of information just to I think that is the basis of what the characters would likely have experienced thus far. So I'm trying not to metagame. That is, I think, the impression they would have gotten of the mayor. So what do we think? Are we going to tell him the whole thing or are we packing up our wagons and heading out to Absalom? Atticus, what do you think? <laughs> Atticus, is there clearly, clearly dozed off in very cartoonish fashion? Comes back to he goes, well, um, Mr. Mayor, the, this is curious. Do you think it could have anything to do with the the Hermitage of the Blessed Lightning, like? Uh, the, the Hoftons were talking about, they, they, they said they found those robes uh, in, in the barn that they were being held in, the, the Lindell barn. And the I never thought said, of that. It's brilliant, Atticus. Thank you. <laughs> mayor said, well, um, it could be, but it, it still just beggars the mind that, the, that, the, that the, the, the hermitage could be involved in such nefarious deeds. However, uh, with those robes out there, and I mean, it does seem like that they must be involved in some way. Uh, Atticus, how would you respond to that? 
Far be it. Oh my and, god. And Atticus, and Atticus responds appropriately. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll hear what he says first. We'll <laughs> be the judge of that. <laughs> oh, no. Eugene just like is kind of leaning back, like, let him talk. Let him talk. <laughs> Well, Mr. Mayor, yeah, I do. I do think it seems <laughs> it seems awful fishy that that's what uh, that that's what that does. That, that, I mean, like uh, we usually don't hear the hermitage of the blessed lightning; those words said in that order uh, more than two or three times a year, and then all of a sudden this week we've been saying them. Well, you tell maybe four times, hmm, maybe like five times. Well, I I myself have said it three times, <laughs> and they just go back and forth. Like that, ad, na- ad nauseum. Um, what do y'all do? <laughs> Set the house on fire, lock the door. <laughs> Snag a couple more cookies. Check to see if the books are here and then get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, should we head to that hermitage? I'm sorry, hermitage. Well, we, look, should we go back for the books once we've rested? The reward was a, a, a dog's statuette that be, or a, that becomes a dog and um, a brooch of shielding yeah yeah i think we should do the books i'm just trying to think guys is there a way that we can use this day and maybe sure. it's just like well if we go to sleep now it'll still be 7 30 at night when we wake up it'll still be early evening oh some daylight yeah for the fight oh, not, yeah. not not how that's gonna work that's yeah. not how that's gonna work cole is on the right track here oh. um i'm not you're not you're not going oh well man we woke up at 7 30 you, you made you're the one who made a big fucking point about being 11 30 a.m so i'm just playing in your world sam <laughs> yeah you're not getting a night's sleep in the mid-afternoon um <laughs> <laughs> that's playing in my fucking world um, <laughs> Sam, can we can we take some time okay here's what Leighton would be interested in doing and and he will do it alone or if if anybody else wants to come or if you guys want to do your own thing awesome but baths <laughs> Leighton's going to the baths with Claude boys day here we go um no Leighton Leighton hasn't gotten a sense for this town yet and he was a traveling lawyer and his whole thing was going to the pub and like getting the local meal and hearing the people talk and chatting with them and mm-hmm. trying to get a sense of like, where's my next job? And so I think if this whole fucking assignment of ours is about like, are people uneasy and liable to leave town? I think he wants to hear from people other than those who are in authority. So he would go and get lunch at the local pub and listen and gather information. Okay. All right. Sweet. Anybody else? Now you're talking. Yeah. I'll go with everybody down for lunch. Hell yeah. Sure. All right. And we'll see what's on the menu. Nicely done. Back to the Jay.